You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. I feel like there's truth to all rumors. I don't know. We'll see. Like the regular Stefan Diggs in practice? I have to watch tape. What are you basing on whether he'll play or not? I'll watch the tape. So it's how he looks, not punishment of any sort. No, he's already been punished. Uh, I wouldn't. I would say, uh, problematic, if anything. You know, as being a receiver, you want to have success. Steps into it. Passes. You want everything to go right at every given time. We don't live in a perfect world, so when things aren't going right, just uh, do whatever that you can so we can get the win. You know, at the end of the day, everything isn't going to be perfect, but just do everything in your power so you know we can have success. No, Stefan last year had probably his most productive year, and he's a young receiver. We just extended, so um, you know there is no reason or the rumors or whatever you're talking about to, to anticipate that Stefan Diggs is not going to be a Minnesota Viking. Now it has happened. Diggs traded to Buffalo for a first rounder and multiple picks after that, a fifth and a sixth and a fourth in 2021. Welcome in to the show. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami here on Score North and the Score North app. Vikings free agency and news and transactions in full swing. We've got all kinds of quarterback news around the NFL to get to today, gentlemen. But one last time, one last time, boys, let's throw it to the Stefan Diggs cryptic tweet alert desk <laughs> with Rami Yeah. <laughs> last night was the, I, I don't know if he's tweeted at all today, but I think his last Cryptic and not even not even really cryptic anymore. Tweet came after the trade news leaked out. So Rami, why don't you why don't you listen? Everything everything else is getting quarantined. Now we're going to quarantine the Stefan Diggs cryptic tweet alert desk. I've been quarantined to another studio actually, but the last we checked in the uh, in at the Stefan Diggs cryptic tweet update desk, he had tweeted. Uh, nah, this ain't one of them times, champ. Something's going to happen in response to somebody who is downplaying his previous cryptic tweet. Now, last night, after the trade, Josh Allen, Bill's quarterback, tweeted, Ya dig? To which uh, Stefan Diggs quote tweeted, Fire emoji, prayer hands emoji, all capital letters, let's get it. And then uh, today, these aren't so much cryptic. He tweeted, happy birthday, champ, at Cordero Patterson. He really likes champ. And then tweeted, comeback kid, popcorn emoji, fire emoji, in response to the uh, NFL's tweet that Teddy Bridgewater was signing with the Panthers. That's what yeah. that yeah. Diggs tweet desk alert. Alert desk. That's what I meant to say. I suppose that now we have. Hold on, let's 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 not silence. Judd oh my! Yet. There we go. Oh, thank you very much, Jonathan Harrison. I was wondering what <laughs> was weird. Mic I was up. Just I'm gonna, sorry. That's okay. No problem. No problem. Uh, I suppose now that we uh, uh, learned again too, and I think the Vikings, for what they were up against, made a really good trade. But we did learn once again the lesson of football executives can't tell you the truth. 
lots of times. And so how long did we hear, there's nothing going on there. It's all, you're making it up. It's just, uh, I'd say if you didn't take the hint by yesterday when Stefan Diggs tweeted, no champ, something's up, and uh, take that seriously, there is no point in time at which you are going to take a player forcing his way out of a team seriously. Yeah, well, let's let's actually start the show there, because that's, that's an interesting angle. I think there's there's another conversation to be had, too, which we will uh, in the next 25 minutes. Phone lines are open, 651-646-8255. Uh, a conversation to be had about who won the trade, you know what? What are the Vikings exactly getting here, and what can they do with these assets? But you know, we on this show in particular, we love a little bit of you know reckless speculation. It's fun. Dave St. Peter uh, brought some reckless it's, speculation to the table. It's yesterday. a great brand name too. It's fun. Like it's a really good brand name. It's fun. It's a good brand name. We love to have fun yes. with things that are in the news cycle yes. and and hypotheticals and it's just like we find it to be fun to speculate on man what if this happened uh sometimes it's completely wild and harebrained but i would say 90% of the stuff we talk about on this show and on score north is rooted in some sort of news nugget or some some sort of smoke right pretty soon it's all we're going to have guys well, pretty, I, pretty soon. I think I, I think we're already there. No, after this week, it's <laughs> okay. really all we're going to have. So anybody who that that riles them up, our reckless speculation, and, and you, you get all upset about it, like, get ready to be upset. It's all we got in the sports world, all right? Reckless speculation. So, so what is the lesson to be learned here? Let's just start with the Stefan Diggs component, because he comes out last year clearly displeased in the month of September, skips out on work for a couple days, gets fined $200,000. He is cryptic with the media. He's cryptic on social media as well in his interaction with fans and the public. And I think, I don't know what the exact split was, but I think Vikings fans were, I don't know if it was 50-50 or 70-30, but it was, some people were saying, oh yeah, there's definitely smoke and maybe some fire here. Mm -hmm. Uh, To Stefan's credit, he put it away and had a good season, finished out the rest of the season. But then there's a large chunk of people that I think knee-jerk and are just like, this is all just a media creation, and you guys are just stirring it up. So now that we've seen this whole thing play out from front to back, and it resulted in Stefan Diggs not only getting traded to Buffalo, but celebrating getting traded to Buffalo on social media last <laughs> night, what's the lesson to be learned here, Judd? I think the lesson to be learned is, one, again, when Rick Spielman says, I'm not trading Percy Harvin in 2013, or I'm not trading Stefan Diggs in 2020, that you have to say, you have to say that, we get that, but you're probably lying. Again, it's sports lying, so I don't care. I'm not throwing daggers here. If sports executives lie about their sport, they have to do it. I totally get that. Um, but when when a player skips OTAs, you say to yourself instinctually, that's sort of odd. They're not mandatory, but everybody goes. And you say, that's sort of odd. Something's up. And Stefan Diggs comes back and gives you the, his really, really nice smile and says, I was just moving. I had a lot going on. Or housework. I had a lot of stuff going on in my house. And you're like, okay, cool. But when a player then skips two days of work and is fined more than $200,000, that's not smoke. That there is fire. And did it work to uh, Did it work? It sort of worked. I think it actually got the Vikings to change some things by saying, oh, my God, we'll try and make you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Denver game, I I still contend that Stefan Diggs basically single-handedly took a team that was down 20 nothing at halftime and was dead, looked absolutely dead, just an embarrassing performance against a bad team. And the second half, he said, 
My quarterback can't do it, so I will bleep this. Here's the intensity. Here's what we're going to ratchet it up to, an 11. It's not going to be a 10. And so Stefan Diggs did some good things. but And if you're a Vikings fan, appreciate all of that. But when the guy skipped work, that was all you needed to see. And so the lesson to be learned, too, is if things are circulating, percolating, okay? Perfect word, right? If um, Carl Anthony Towns loves D'Angelo Russell, which he does, and you know that for a fact, and you get wind of the fact that there's things going on behind the scenes. Is a trade going to happen for sure with Golden State? Absolutely not. Are they trying? Absolutely. And the one thing that I will give Rick Spielman about what he did last night was he did take a guy who made it perfectly clear, I ain't staying here, or, or if I do, I'm going to make your life hell, and got a really nice haul back. And Rick Spielman pounced. And is this a good trade? I don't know yet. But he did a very nice job. But the lesson to be learned is sports is weird, man. And there's a lot of things. Brett Favre was a Viking. Brett Favre played for the Vikings. Mm -hmm. And if Brett Favre can play for the Vikings, if Brett Favre can become a Jet, uh, retire, and make it look like I'm done, and then come out of retirement and not just play for another National Football League team, possibly in the Packers division, but their rival. Anything can happen. Yeah, that's that right there, Rami. I know that it's been 13 months since you joined our show, and and you followed the Brett Favre stuff from from your perch in Milwaukee yeah. 10 plus years ago. Yep. But like, we need to stop with this notion that that speculation is just out there, and it's all you know media created BS in, in Minnesota sports landscape. Almost anything can happen, except I hear yeah, the. You ran I, down a list of crazier things that have happened <laughs> yes. than than the than the Vikings trading Kirk Cousins when we talked about that a week ago. You you came up with a, a list that was at least five or six items long of things that would be crazier or that were crazier than the possibility of the Vikings trading Kirk Cousins. Yes, the the only the only thing that's probably left unchecked and uh, it's it's the cheap poleheads crowd that and you know whatever they're right that the twins have never spent like a hundred million dollars on a starting pitcher but they just did on a third baseman and they spent ridiculous money on Joe Maurer uh, but the like the Wild signed the two top free agents in the NHL on July fourth seven years ago that happened the Timberwolves traded for Jimmy Butler and then traded for D'Angelo Russell those things happened. They brought Kevin Garnett back in 2013 or 14. That happened. You only mentioned one thing with Jimmy Butler. I mean, there was, I mean, you're just talking about right. acquisitions, but there was a list of things you wouldn't believe if I told you that happened with Jimmy Butler. Right. So I think the lesson to be learned here is in Minnesota sports, it may seem sometimes like, oh, we're kind of a more of a close to the vest part of the country here. You know, not out, not as outlandish as Boston, New York, certainly not aggressive media, but in Minnesota sports, the last 10 or 15 years, Anything can happen. And you know what? Embrace it. Love it. It's fun. It's what makes sports fun. Yeah. It's not that serious. If any, if we've ever learned that sports are a, a diversion, are fun, it's right now, right? For the most part, they're gone. And, and I, I know that with the uh, tampering period starting on Monday, there were a lot of people very upset. How could the National Football League do this? They're being disrespectful. The last two days, to me, have been a great diversion of, of besides thinking about the realities of a world right now, which uh, flat out to me is frightening and scary. The last two days, football-wise, have been the one morsel that you can be like, yeah. wow, that's a, really, that's a really dumb or that's a really good move, but ultimately it doesn't matter. It's fun. Yeah. 
It has been a great reprieve. Really has. It's been so much fun these last 48 hours. And is that what you guys did last night? Just went home and consumed NFL free agency news? Or what were you What were you guys doing while you were quarantining yourself? ESPN on my couch. The wife said, what are you watching? Sports? I thought they, they were canceled. I said, not free agency. Not the NFL, baby. Not the NFL. <laughs> and Corona then, can't stop the NFL. And then I was scrolling through Twitter at 9-something, I believe. And... I saw Schefter's tweet about the Diggs trade, and I said, this is great. All right, I'm not going to lie. I uh, Bachelor, didn't you? Worse. No. You, wow, you're sniffing around. Wait, it gets worse? I was... I was <laughs> good it question, does. Jonathan. It does. Good it question. Does. Thank you, Ron. And you I, know what? Put that in the good question standings, because that was legitimately a good question. I think I'm now tied with Rami. Because Rami... Are we counting that? Are we counting I that? I think we should. That's a legitimately good question. It gets worse than The Bachelor? Well, hold on a second. I gotta get the All right, jo- Jonathan is now tied with Rami with three great questions. <laughs> wow, are we bending right. the rules now? Now, this... You know what, Judd? You know I, I am steadfast, hard fast a rules guy but this is what i think this is what instance where we have to make an exception that's yeah. a great if, question listen, if the room if the room decides that it was a genuinely great question Don't okay, you disagree we can that that's a great oh, no, question no, no, it's fine okay but what's the answer all right so uh so i was just just to clarify i was glued to nfl free agency stuff on yeah, my yeah, phone yeah, and twitter okay? and thank You're you right? yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and we were watching mm-hmm. the bachelor on demand last night okay isn't the season over Yes, we were watching the 2009 season of The Bachelor. <laughs> oh my! Oh. Rami, is there what? room for me in your studio? Yeah, it's true. Man. Can I can I quarantine <laughs> with I don't you? Think there's room over there. Can I quarantine somewhere else? Yeah. Why am I the one who's we could just trade? Room? You want to be in here? <laughs> we could just trade Phil and Rami. Just have them that's switch places. Was, that's what I was going to suggest. That's you the guy. That last 2009. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Plowed through the whole season, man. Wow. Started it last weekend. Yeah. By the way, since we're here, it turns out Barb was right, huh? Huh, Phil? Didn't they get divorced or get? They never even got married. They broke up like a day and a half after the finale. Did, Did they, they really? I don't even know. I think so. Yeah, I saw. I don't an, even know. Saw an article. Yeah. Yeah. Six five one six four six. No, you don't follow it once it's over. Uh, I, I usually, I usually, I face. usually do. No, I swear to God, no, he's trying to say. I was face listen. Now. I, I was on to the two thousand nine season pretty quickly. Yeah, Bachelor Peter Weber reveals he and Madison Pruitt broke up. This was uh this was like last week I, I saw this article. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so if you <laughs> March 13th. Listen, if you've got bachelor takes or stuff on Diggs takes, 651-646. What was your favorite season of the Bachelor? 255. <laughs> 1962 for me. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Love that season of Black and White. That's how Sean Connery got started. Uh, all right, Ryan and Fargo. What's going on, Ryan? How you doing during hey, these crazy times? Doing good. So far job's still open, but um I had an I I kind of had a thought about the trade. I think as fans, we're bummed out because of all the good Stefan did. However, I think this was just boiling up to be another Percy Harvin thing, and I feel like Spielman had to make kind of make an example of him, be like, this is my team, I'm, this isn't going to fly. But then he should have been out sooner. Maybe he could have prevented it. But the all pro- in all, with the haul they got, they, they made out like kings. Yeah, Ryan, thank you for the phone call, and, and stay safe. We're grinding through this coronavirus stuff just like everyone out there, and we don't know what to expect. And so all we can do is come on here and have some fun with you and talk Vikings. Um, 651-646-8255. Judd, you covered during the old 1500 ESPN days, you covered that Percy Harvin stuff with Tom Pelissero. And the quote that we heard from Rick Spielman off the top of the show in Jonathan's montage about how this is at the Combine, right? No, we're not going to trade Stefan Diggs. 
It was the same playbook yeah. that Rick Spielman used yes. before the, the Percy Harvin trade. Which he has to do. Because, and in fact, the return that Spielman got yesterday from the Bills impressed me. Because by um, 3 o'clock in, in the afternoon on Monday, it was clear that Stefan Diggs was forcing his way out. So I thought the most he'd get back might be a first-round pick at all, a second-round pick. Yeah. But to get that haul, and, and I think, so right now, guys, I think there's three things that you could say about this trade that are all fair, and I think it's way too early to judge direction here. So there's to me, there's not really a hot take here. There's not a, this is a great trade or this is a terrible trade. Three things. Rick Spielman got a really nice return. He did. That is a lot to get back. He's mm-hmm. now got two first-round picks. It's a lot more than Houston got for DeAndre Hopkins. Who's a better receiver? Who's better, yes. yes. And and the Vikings now have 13 picks. Number two, for right now, the Vikings for 2020 are weakened. Stephon Diggs is a really good player. He's gone now. So I don't think there's a debate about, well, yeah, but they're going to be back. We don't know that. Right now, the Vikings for 2020 are weakened. And the third thing that I, I will say, but this could clear itself up in a week. It could clear itself up in a month. Uh, but the third thing to me is, after the move yesterday to extend uh, Kirk Cousins by two years, Harris got the franchise tag and might be traded now, but might not be. And Diggs is gone. I think it's fair to say that we have no idea what the plan is here. Definitively, for is this about 2020? Is this about going forward beyond that? And that could clear itself up here very shortly. But I think all three of those things are fair to say without any one of the three being a hot take. No. Well, yeah, Rob- I think you can say that the, the Vikings got good value in the trade for Stephon Diggs and at the same time say for what we think the Vikings are trying to do, which is win now while the window is open, this doesn't help their chances or, or, or work towards those those purposes. Those are two separate things, right? You yeah, got, I yeah. I think yes. I don't, yeah, I don't think I don't think you yeah, I all right, I don't think you can spend 60 million dollars on two wide receivers and a quarterback. Whether you're trying to build for the future or whether you're trying to win this year. I don't think that's the best way to structure your salary cap situation and your roster to have the best chance to win a Super Bowl. And so I and it I don't know, did the Vikings look at it that specifically? Maybe not, but I like the move for win now if you can turn Stefan Diggs and the first-round pick that you received or the $5 million in cap space you freed up, if you can turn him in to a left tackle or something that either helps the protection of Kirk Cousins or something that helps get that defense, Rami, back to like a top-three level, one of the dominant defenses in the NFL. If you don't accomplish those things, it's hard to sell this as part of a win-now move. But I think they're looking at, like, this is such a complicated puzzle that you have to deconstruct because... You are still in a win-now window. You do have a quarterback that needs help around him. But is is spending $30 million... Wow, we have breaking news. Vikings in a second here. Um, is spending $30 million on two wide receivers the best way to help your quarterback? I don't know. I think I think if your offensive line isn't good enough and your defense not not good enough, then I think that's a misallocation of yeah, resources. Yeah, but the flip side of that, Phil, is if your offensive line is good enough and you give Kirk Cousins an extra... I don't know, three quarters of a second, maybe a full second. That's all we're talking about here because in the NFL, that's, that's, a, that's a lifetime in terms of protecting a quarterback. Let's say you give him an extra second 
First of all, does he throw the ball? Because Kirk Cousins holds on to it longer than anybody. So even if you give him some extra time, is he going to waste that and just hang on to the ball? And secondly, is anybody going to be open? Stephon Diggs opens things up for everybody else on the field. Thielen is more is is open more often because Stephon Diggs is on the field. Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph at tight end are open more often because Stephon Diggs is on the field, and Dalvin Cook is open more often because Stephon Diggs is on the field. You need to you need to figure out how you replace that impact first of all before we start talking about improving the offensive line or improving the defense. You're going to miss Stephon Diggs. Let's start there. He's the best offensive player you had. That is true. Let's come back to this conversation in just a second. They will miss Stefan Diggs, but let's come back to this in just a second because we have breaking Vikings. This is just coming across from multiple sources. I see uh, Ian Rappaport looks like the first one I saw it from, but Trey Waynes is no longer going to play for the Minnesota Vikings. He's headed to the Cincinnati Bengals on a three-year contract that will make him one of the five highest-paid cornerbacks in the NFL. (laughs) Trey Waynes is going to make $14 million a year for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, he was never going to play for the Vikings at that price. That was never going to happen. That dude just got paid. But that is a that's a hole in the Vikings roster that was looking like it was going to need to be filled, and now it officially needs to be filled. Yeah, and that's fine though. I mean, that, that's way, way, way too much for for the, those of us who watched the Vikings and Trey Wayne's uh, play here. Trey Wayne's was I would consider him a nice player. He was never a dominant player. He benefited from the fact that Rhodes, for for probably a couple of years that Wayne's was here, was dominant. Yeah. Uh, but that's this is the exact type of contract that somebody like the Bengals is going to pay, thinking we got our lockdown, shut down corner. And in two years, they're going to be desperate to restructure, or they're going to have to let him go. And this is this is the type of move where you love to see the Vikings say, you know what, Trey. Thanks for the memories, yeah, but again, see you later. We can't afford that. But you got it. You got to plug holes here. Back to back to the digs thing because it circles back into the need at yeah. cornerback. So I've, I've I've done a crappy job here. Just let me reiterate my point here because I did a crappy job laying it out to you, Rami. So I think wide receivers are more of a luxury than a necessity when it comes to the driving factor for why teams win games. In fact, if you look at the ten best wide receivers statistically in the NFL's history, once you get past Jerry Rice. There's actually not that many Super Bowl rings. Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, like there's Larry Fitzgerald. There's not that because it's not that they're not great and they don't help quarterbacks, but they aren't the driving factors for why teams win games and win Super Bowls. Quarterbacks are driving factors. Offensive lines are driving factors. Pass rushers are far more important to me than wide receivers. I'm not saying you don't need good wide receivers. I'm saying if those other three things aren't good enough or Super Bowl caliber enough and you have an abundance of resources at that wide receiver position, I'm okay with taking okay, something but, out of the wide receiver bin and giving it to the offensive line bin or the defensive pass rush bin and and starting there. That's whatever, my point. Whatever position it is that they use the draft picks on that, that they got in return for Stephon Diggs, they're not going to bring, even combined, I don't think they bring the impact to the table in terms of winning you football games that Stephon Diggs did. You look at you look around the NFL, and Collard did a great job of shining a light on this in, in a column he had up last week at scorenorth.com and the totally free Score North app, that most positions, 
and really across the board, almost every position, you don't see the full impact of a guy until the second, third, maybe even fourth year of their NFL career. And as far as free agency goes, going out and 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 recouping whatever you lost in terms of the impact that Stephon Diggs had on a football field, you have between fourteen and fourteen and a half million dollars in salary cap right now. And I know that they might free up more by trading Anthony Harris or whatever else might happen here in in the next few days. But if the, if that's where you sit, 14, 14 and a half million dollars, about four to four and a half million of that's going to go to draft picks. We're talking about maybe having enough money left over after that to add one mediocre football player, Phil, with $10 million left over of the salary cap to play with in free agency. You really think they're going to recoup the impact of Stephon Diggs between draft picks and $10 million of salary cap? They might not. Give me the sounder. Which one? The reckless speculation sounder. Okay. There's only one way to take this. Reckless speculation. So my third my third point, it's a question, it's not a take right now, is what's your plan? The Vikings right now seem to me to be going down two uh, paths at the same rate. The sort of, okay, some things are being done for right now and some things are being done for the future. And I don't know the security of the GM or coach, so I'm a little bit confused there. Uh, the reckless speculation is this. We will find out the answer because you have 13 draft picks, boys. And there is no question in my mind that if you are all in for 2020, if this is really, uh, okay, Diggs forced his way out and he's a really good player, but he's gone. If you are really in for 2020, you are going to take uh, those 13 picks, including the two first-round picks and, and others, so not all of them, and you are going to trade up to get into the top 10. You're going to make a trade to get up into the top ten, and you're going to take the most dominant player to position of need that you possibly can. You're still can. not going to get a guy who's in 2020 going to have the impact no. of a Stephon Diggs. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I'm just saying as far as the plan. Rami, the most important thing to me here is what is your plan? There's another so, factor, too, in play that if Rami's theory could be right if Stephon Diggs were, were also all in on being a Viking. Well, the fact that he's not is another wild card. The other problem that Diggs has and why he's gone now is Zimmer and Kubiak won the war, and the war is Diggs, and Diggs made the right decision no matter what we think of his petulance. Stefan Diggs said what every wide receiver says, and this is why they're such weird guys. He said, I got no control here. I can't do the game plan. You do that. I can't throw myself the football. Eight does that. And so that's why guys get uh, frustrated and want out. Um, so I think as far as what the Vikings, the path they're choosing is, if you do take those picks and get up and take a left tackle, for instance, who can start day one, Riley Reef kicks inside. And if you get a left tackle in, in the top 10, make no mistake, he's going to start day one. And the expectation is he ain't no Garrett Bradbury. He is dominant from day one. He's really good. So that would answer that question. The other thing where the Vikings are rolling the dice, in my opinion, offensively in a massive way is not cousins sort of that one think about this one though if they go into training camp with a plan to win now and i think i really think this is all pointing to some type of extension uh, that's going to spread cap cash for dalvin cook guys what you're what they're basically banking on is a very dangerous proposition dalvin cook cannot get hurt and in fact dalvin cook has to have 16 games that pretty much are identical to the dallas game in dallas last year yeah, he's got to be one of the three best in the NFL and healthy and give you the volume and, of games. And all yeah. and all the time he's got to be great. So so that's where that's where I'm curious what the game plan becomes and it's and they're not going to tell us. It's going to crystallize by their actions. But yeah, you are not going to don't they are not going to magically wave a wand and say you are the next Stefan Diggs. Rami's right. That's not happening. Yeah, but they also I, I would friend cuz Rami your question in the, in the last few minutes has been are they going to get something 
for 2020 with one of these assets that they now, you know, they've got a stockpile of draft picks and they've got some money to play with, but not a lot in free agency. Are they going to get something that is going to help you win more games than Stefan Diggs would have in 2020? And I think they, the answer might very well be no. Honestly, the answer might be no. Like a rookie left tackle might take a year or two to grow into his own. I think the Vikings with Kirk Cousins contract extension, and this is where it doesn't really fully align because they haven't extended Zimmer or Spielman yet, but it looks like they are planning for beyond 2020 here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, it looks like they're saying, listen, all right, we know we need a left tackle. We got two first round draft picks. We can either package them together and move up, or maybe we find one at pick 22 or whatever. But let's just like, let's give ourselves the best shot at a franchise left tackle here that can grow into it as Kirk Cousins continues down this three-year contract. I think they're looking at a three-year plan, not a one-year plan, despite the fact that the general manager and the coach are still on one-year contracts. The investment in Kirk Cousins, for however long that may last, and now it's been extended for five years, you have bought in to win now. Every year, you're buying in to win now. Well, a three-year plan is win now. No, if you're, you're, you're saying that they're trying to maximize 2021 right now. And I'm telling you, that's not a luxury you have. That's I'm, not I'm a luxury saying they're trying. I'm saying they're trying to maximize 2020 through 2022. And I'm telling you, they have to maximize 2020, but, and then worry about 2021, and then worry about 2022, and how you maximize those. But guys, they didn't. They didn't trade Diggs as their idea. He forced his way. I agree out. with that. So, I, so he's. So they. They had no. I, I'm telling you, he made it very clear. If I come back, it's going to be hell. I'm not knocking the Vikings for making the trade. If they indeed were backed into a corner, and signs point to that being the case, if they were backed into a corner and had to trade him, and especially when you look at the haul that they got compared to what other star receivers have gotten, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., DeAndre Hopkins just yesterday, they got a better deal than those teams got for any of those three guys. And you could argue that those three guys are better receivers and have put up better numbers than Stephon Diggs. That's not a debate we need to have right now. But my point is that when you made the the commitment to Kirk Cousins, you need to try and win now every single year of the Kirk Cousins era. You can't be you can't take a step back in 2020 and say, "Yeah, but it's going to make us better in 2021." That's not a luxury that you're afforded right now if you're the Vikings. I don't think Stefan Diggs is a multiple game difference in their standings. I don't, I think I think he's probably the difference maybe between like one win and one. I don't think you lose five extra games because Stefan Diggs isn't on your roster. One very important thing that we are about to find out in 2020 regarding the Vikings offense is this. How good is Thielen? And now we're going to find out. Yeah. And it's been a while since we've seen fully healthy if and he's fully not, capable Adam If Thielen. he's not, we could very well be back in the days, Phil Mackey, of Travis Taylor, Troy Williamson, Marcus Robinson, Billy McMullen. And I've seen those days. Well, but one of those teams also went 10-6 and six and played a home playoff game. I mean, like, there's that's not, that's not much further behind than the Vikings have been these last couple of years. No, I'm too, just saying, so. But I'm just saying as far as optimal depth chart, it's not. But but if, you know what? If Thielen's like, bleep it, and he's fantastic, yeah. it changes things. I just, it, that's always been for four years now, a, a 1A and, and 1B tandem that's made both players better. And my, my thought process is Diggs is the superstar. Thielen's more of a star type of player, but we're about to find out. Let's keep it right here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. We have one phone line open right now, 651-646-8255. We're right in the thick of NFL free agency. Officially, teams can sign players tomorrow afternoon. And we're hanging out here with all this Vikings news this week. Kirk Cousins contract extension, Stefan Diggs trade last night. We are the only place in town that has a year-round 
Daily Viking Show. It's called Purple Daily, 2 to 4 o'clock on Score North and the Score North app. And one of the most podcast-friendly shows you're going to find. And let's uh, let's hit some Vikings fans here on the phone lines. Andrew, you're on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Andrew, go ahead, man. Uh, yes. <clears throat> First off, um, I want to agree with Rami on what he said. Every single year until Cousins is done with is a win-now mode. However, um, I saw something that Jeremiah Searle said indicating that it is a rebuild. No, this is just a consistent try to re-up after every single year. We were forced to trade Stephon Diggs after what happened, and we got a lot back for him. Uh, and also, we got to keep in mind here that we were 5-1 and one without playing with Diggs. Uh, so we were 5-1 and one without Diggs in the lineup. He's obviously a heavy contributor, a great player, but it looks to me that Spielman and Zimmer will get that deal to stay for another one or two years. But to add to that, I think this is saying, hey, Zimmer, we're relying on you to figure things out on the corner situation. But also, if we can get back Everson Griffin, from a defensive standpoint, we'll be okay. Uh, but everything lies upon what we're doing in the draft. And based off of what I'm seeing, looks like a receiver probably in the first round. Maybe we trade up, but I don't think we'll trade up enough to get Judy or, or CeeDee Lamb. So thank you, guys. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's that's another thing too. This is according to people that follow the draft a lot more closely than I do. This is one of the more wide receiver deep drafts you're going to find. Now, again, not that someone's going to come in and just be stuff on digs right away, but let's keep in mind. Even though the Vikings have whiffed on a couple first round wide receivers, they found Adam Thielen undrafted and Stephon Diggs in the fifth round. So Rick Spielman does have a nose for finding guys that can contribute at that position. But don't. You guys both find it really intriguing that right now, as we have this debate or conversation, that we don't know what they're doing. To, to me, that's that's really an interesting topic because I can't tell yet. I'm sure they've got a plan. They, they have to have a master plan. But it hasn't shown itself yet. And so I'm and it really might not curious. really until the draft, I, too. And, See, guys, I think that... I think the plan is they're trying. They are trying to maximize 2020 and and win now. I'm not. I'm not questioning their motives there. I think they were forced into moving Stephon Diggs and forced into taking a step back from a talent standpoint on this roster. I think Phil is right. They probably are going to be better set up for 2021 now because of the trade that they made and what they've done this off season. But I don't think. I, I just don't see how this off season. From a talent standpoint and the impact that that they have on the roster, how you upgrade on 2019, I just don't see how that's possible with the assets that they have right now. Kyle, you're on the show. What's up, Kyle? Hey, hey guys. I uh, hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe. Um, doesn't it seem like this is headed toward a possibly um, awkward situation? Um, the way this is going, it seems like next year's team, I'm not saying they will, but it could go off the rails. You have Dalvin Cook go down and <laughs> have to trade Anthony Harris. You've lost you lost digs, you know, there's this team is, you know, the defense is being picked apart piece by piece. So, and then you have Kirk Cousins is going to be, you know, signed for multiple more years. And then you could have a situation where Zim and Rick are let go. And then it's possible that you'd be trying to bring in someone else, a GM and coach combo and talk them into Kirk Cousins. It just seems like it's a weird like timing. It doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, what is, what, what do we know about, the, like we, we have a lame duck GM and it's sports. Coach. Ca- it's potential sports chaos. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I thrive on sports chaos. I have um, very little doubt that those guys are getting extensions, though. Do you guys? It's possible that they've already agreed and said, "Listen, like this is such a crazy time right now. Let's just figure this out." I, I was told a few weeks ago uh, by somebody who knows. Don't assume the the head coach is going to get one. Hmm. 
So, because up until then, I was like, yeah, for sure. Hmm. Reckless speculation. And I asked, and I was told that there are some people in Egan who do not believe that that is a good idea. That uh, this was this, that this possibly should be a year in which he proves what he can do again. Hmm. And and that if they had lost to the Saints, he would be currently the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, we do have some breaking coronavirus news too. Well, I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep you guys updated and sprinkle this stuff in. Kevin Durant has tested positive for coronavirus. Oh yeah, four net. I think four or five Brooklyn Nets did. So yeah. he's one of them. He was one of wow. them. Wow. Durant said, "Quote: Everyone, be careful. Take care of yourself in quarantine. Kevin we're gonna Durant. get through this." And uh, just real quick, since we're on the subject, the latest news and just a couple of nuggets here. As of five o'clock tonight. All Minnesota restaurants are closed for dine-in services, so I'm assuming a lot of those restaurants closed before. I mean, 25 minutes from now, if you're listening to us live, and um, that also includes health clubs and a lot of like the Mall of America has closed down. MLB announced today that each team will, so all 30 teams will each donate a million dollars to help pay ballpark workers for lost wages, and the Minnesota Wild will pay its part-time employees who are scheduled to work the final six. Regular season games, and uh, that's a good gesture. The Wolves and Lynx, too. Yeah, I just saw that. The Wolves and the Lynx just uh, dedicated a million dollars to the cause. Also, uh, this just breaking to the PGA Championship. So the Masters has already been pushed back. The PGA Championship, which was scheduled for May 14th through the 17th, so two months from now, mm-hmm. has been postponed. So the PGA Championship. Kentucky Derby going to September, I believe, today as well. Yeah. So we're just. Uh, in some unprecedented times here, Mackie it's and Judd eerie driving around. Have you guys have you guys gotten weirded out driving around and just everything is closed and nobody's on the streets? Yeah, Judd and I were just talking before we jumped on the show that people look at each other differently now. I mean, like you pass, you know, we the, our building is like on the radio side here at Score yeah. North, so we share uh, we share a wing of the building with My Talk 107.1 and KS95, and I'm sure a lot of people's offices are uh, just straight up working from home. Well, you know. We are trying to stay on the air and inform and entertain, and so we have to have some people in the building. But it's like eighty or ninety percent of people aren't in the building. But of the ten or fifteen percent that are still in the building, everybody's looking at each other as if you have horns on your head and you you might be carrying something. Don't talk to me either. You don't because of that. (laughs) And I'm serious because of that. I'm I'm going out of my way to be like extra nice. I think we all could use that right now. Like, I'm trying to smile at people when I walk past them, say, hi, how you doing? Like, I've I've gone out of my way the last few days to try and be extra nice to strangers that I might come across. See, that makes you even more suspicious if you're going over the top like that. Yeah, and veer like, away, that guy too, for man. Sure has I'm something. veering a lot now. Like, if you're coming towards me, I'm going up against Dude, the today, wall. Today, I was, in the, I was in the elevator of my apartment building, and I'm, I'm going down. Uh-oh. And I'm going in an elevator, man. I'm on the fourth floor because I'm, I'm not taking stairs. Coronavirus can have me. Stairs are <laughs> the devil. Um, Is this the same Rami that we worked with last week? Who was like I said, I have many fears and insecurities. One of my greatest fears is stairs. Okay, but I'm, Rami's I'm, a germaphobe. I'm, right. I'm on the fourth floor. I and I'm going down to the parking garage, which is sub. It's 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 in the basement. So it stops on the third floor. Guy gets out of the elevator. Stops on the second, stops on the second floor, and the door opens, and I just hear like a bunch of rustling, like somebody's trying to get all their stuff together. And the guy, I couldn't see out the door. The guy in the elevator next to me could see out the door, and he's just standing there, staring off. And I'm hearing all this rustling. The door is open. Nobody's getting on. Finally, this lady, like, had so much stuff in her hands. I don't know where she was going. Obviously, somewhere for a few days. 
like works her way onto the elevator with all her stuff, and this guy was not helping her at all. No, like, <laughs> no, he shouldn't touch anything. No, you can't. He was you right. Can't. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a Corona agent. She is. No, no, no. And, and I hope you didn't touch anything. No, it was too late. I felt bad for her. I would have helped her. Come on, man. We have to. No. We have to. Sorry, you're on your own, everybody man. Everybody is saying, you're look out for yourself. Take care of yourself. We need to look out for each other, damn it. Right, but not by touching stuff. People have lost their damn minds, man. I'm losing faith in humanity over here. Because of this? In my quarantine studio. I lost faith in humanity a long time ago. <laughs> it had nothing to do with coronavirus. 651-646-8255. Paul, you're on the show. You're on Score North. I might tell Judd right now as to what I did last week, um, and I hope you won't look too down on me. My wife did. I witnessed a very bad car accident last week when I was driving for my job. And I got out and went over, and and it was really bad. And mm. the, the the young gal crawled out of the car uh, after it stopped rolling, and she wasn't dead or anything. And there was me and a couple other guys that stopped their cars. And she said, can I use somebody's phone to call my boyfriend to let him know I'm okay? And I turned to my back. <laughs> no! Oh, man! What? <laughs> It sounds like a curb. It sounds like a curb. You couldn't just Larry David. Pretty bad. Hang on a minute. Now, hang on a minute, okay? The first thing I thought of was coronavirus and this person touching my phone. That's the first thing I thought of. You could have just asked her the number, dialed it, and because I I wouldn't have let her touch my phone. I wouldn't have thought of that. You could have asked her the number, dialed it, and then let her talk on speakerphone. Just hold it up by her face. That's just fine. But she she kind of she was in shock, so she started wandering around. But my point is, I didn't. I did not. I did uh, not even entertain the thought. I was like, no way are you touching my phone. Wow. I, well, you did stop, though. Yeah, I did stop. That's more than most sure people I, do, Paul. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was nice of I, you. I, that was... Uh, I, I, I was on the phone with 911 going, I have to go see if anybody's alive in this car. You know what? That That's was, a perfect excuse. You can't use my phone because I need to call the authorities. That's a good I, excuse. I love that your first two. I love that your first two questions loaded up for her though were, "Are you okay?" and "Are you showing symptoms?" Like, <laughs> well, I apologize right now to all humanity on behalf of Rami. All right, Paul. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Amazing. So, uh, 651-646-8255. I know Jeb would have done the same thing as Paul, by the way. I don't know that I would have. Jeb wouldn't have even gotten out of the I don't know I would have stopped. stopped. I don't going. know I would You know what? God help me. I'm not sure I would have stopped. <laughs> what? I mean, so it depends bad. on the circumstances. There's a lot of people there, and they're going to stop. I mean, I'm probably just going to keep going. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> That's so I'm bad. Just, it, I'm indicting myself, but it's true. Amazing. I just don't know. You don't know what you'll do in a moment like that until you get there. Uh, more on the Stefan Diggs trade from last night, and also tons of quarterback news across the NFL we got to get to here. I'm Mackie and Jub with Rami. Score North and the Score North app. And if you've been spending a lot more time at home these past couple days, and if you're preparing to spend a lot of time at home over the coming weeks, who knows how long. There are three great ways, in addition to AM 1500, where you can listen to Score North. The Score North app is free to download. You can listen live. You can listen on demand. You can read all kinds of written coverage about Vikings free agency from Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgad. You can go to scorenorth.com or live.scorenorth.com and listen that way. Or if you have an Amazon Alexa device, you can just say, Alexa, open Score North, and you can turn your smart speaker 
into a radio. Let's talk about Federated Insurance here for a brief moment. Federated Insurance is all about helping business owners and giving business owners peace of mind when they need it most. Now, I've been a business owner in my life. It can be hard. Uh, You pour your life and your energy into a business. The last thing you want is for something to happen that puts you on the defense. But if and when that happens, Federated comes in based in Owatonna, Minnesota, with over a century of experience in standing behind business owners. Federated helps businesses of many different types, many different industries, auto services, cabinet and custom woodworking, retailers, wholesalers, contractors, dealerships, funeral services, machine plastics and tooling. You can find a full list and a lot more information at federatedinsurance.com. Tap into that century plus of experience of helping businesses become as successful as they can be. Again, federatedinsurance.com to read more about Federated. And remember, it's their business to protect yours. Mackie and Joe with Rami. Jonathan here with the Score North download. The Score North Spring Auction is underway with great items up for grabs on home improvement, family fun, hunting, lodging, and more. To view all the items and place your bid, visit scorenorth.com keyword auction. If you missed the news breaking during the last segment, former now former Vikings cornerback Trey Waynes got himself paid by the Bengals. Three years, $42 million for the former Minnesota Viking cornerback. That's been your score download. Now back to more reckless Vikings speculation. Reckless speculation. Now we were just having a conversation in the hallway with our general manager, Dan Seaman, who said he, uh, a lot of people are panic buying toilet paper and panic buying different supplies that really like you'll still be able to get in a month. If people had right. not panic bought, you'd still be able to get stuff, right? Like toilet paper. But he said he made a panic liquor store run last night because he <laughs> Dude, that was crazy. <laughs> well, liquor store about like four hundred dollars. Liquor stores are cleaning up right now. <laughs> I, I went to the one down the street from our house last night. Dawn stopped at one in at uh, Liquor Boy today. Oh, are you the Zolgads are well. Listen, liquor store liquor up. stores are doing pretty well here too. They like yeah. Let me honest, man. They're the the one that I go to. They're not closing. There is, and Judd, you go to the same one sometimes too. Uh, they have a fully stocked, basically like a brick house of White Claw in the back. <laughs> yeah, and that thing has that not yeah. been reduced. Like, people are walking out with six, seven cases at a time, and they just keep putting them back in there, baby. So if you're living the claw life like me. Have you tried the new quarantine? flavors yet, Mac? Yeah, I haven't tried any of the new flavors. Uh, so I, I tried a couple of the new flavors when they were yeah, in. We can just sit back and. The, the 70 cal version, Rami. <laughs> yeah, now they've, up, you, now they've upped them to the uh, to the 100 cal version, the, the big oh, leagues. Oh, no, God forbid, 100 calories. Oh, yeah. no, the, uh, not that. Yeah. I'm a big no. fan of watermelon flavored things. I haven't yeah. tried it yet. But Pineapple's pretty good. Pineapple's pretty good. Really? Pineapple claw. Yeah, you really? guys. Come on now. I do like pineapple juice. Yeah. I might enjoy that. Get in there. 651 646 Poor Andrew's call. <laughs> All right. All right. Been Andrew's been on hold the Andrew, longest. Andrew, what do you want to say about white claw? <laughs> hey, this is Alex. Is, uh, is it me that's up? Oh, uh, Alex, you're up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you go, Jonathan. Jonathan's drunk on white claw right now, so he <laughs> typed your name in wrong. No, it's not Jonathan's fault. I was answering the door. My parents got home as soon as I, uh, as I, I was kind of talking to Jonathan. So we heard Andrew, but it was, it, it's not his fault. Keep your distance. So, uh, anyways, I just wanted to throw out a couple thoughts here. Uh, first thought being, I think it's the writing is on the wall here. I think Anthony Harris is going to get traded, mm-hmm. uh, probably within the next couple of days. We have some cap. Cap. The Vikings are going to want to sign Everson Griffin. Probably going to want to get a veteran corner in here, uh, possibly re-sign Mac uh, Alexander. So 
they, they're strapped on cash. I just don't think Anthony Harris is in the plans to stay. Uh, and they kind of need that cap space. And then also, talking about the Trey Wayne thing, um, that's a nice chunk of change that he just got. I think and that'll, you know, hopefully net the Vikings a uh, third-round comp pick next year. Yeah, that's a, that's you, that's a benefit when you do lose these big free agents. Like the Vikings got a third round comp so, pick this year. So here's why I think they're going to be in the market to make a fairly significant trade to either get a player and or move up in the draft themselves. There are 13 picks right now, right? If they had just allowed Anthony Harris to walk, that's a 2021. I would guess third round comp pick as well because the third round is where the compensatory picks start, and those are pretty good. But they franchised him to trade him for picks. Here's my thought. They're thinking, we don't want a 2021 third-round compensatory pick. We want, let's say, we'll take two fifth-round picks. Or this year. This year. So they can move up. And now, if they get two picks for Anthony Harris, now they're up to 15 picks. 15! So, so, so they can continue to, to yes, move up. And and have enough uh, draft collateral in their minds to make trades for potentially yeah. uh, more higher draft picks and or players. So in theory, like Anthony Harris, if you could get draft picks, 2020 draft picks instead of a comp pick, 2021, right? Whether it's a fourth, fifth, whatever you can get for him, you could package a third, a fourth, a fifth, and your 22nd pick to move up to ninth to get a tackle or something like that. That right? is yeah. completely reckless and completely accurate. So let me ask you guys this on the Stefan Diggs trade front. All right. We'll start with Rami on this question. So they wind up with a first round pick. They wind up with a fifth, a sixth, and then next year's uh, fourth round pick from Buffalo in this deal. And they give up Stefan Diggs and a seventh round pick. Do you guys think Rick Spielman balked at the seventh round pick being thrown in real quick, by the way? Like, you know, you know, he, for just a second, Probably. he was like, I don't want to get this one. He was like, throw in a seventh and deal. <laughs> Um, who is most likely to have fleeced the other team in this trade? When we go back and look five or ten years down the road, you know, at the time of the Herschel Walker, Walker trade, a lot of people said, oh, my God, the Vikings got the best, you know, one of the best running backs in the NFL. And then as it turns out, it was the Cowboys that fleeced the Vikings. Who do you think? I don't, I'm not asking who wins the trade. I'm saying who is most likely to have fleeced the other team in the trade if there is a fleecing? Are you asking based on reputation? Based on whatever parameters you want to use. Based on reputation, the Bills probably got fleeced because the history of their organization has not been all that great, and Rick Spielman has been a very smart personnel man. So if you're going off history of of the two franchises and the two executives, probably you would guess that Rick Spielman got the better of him. But I really think, and I said this last night in a tweet as soon as the trade went down, I don't think either side is going to be very happy with this divorce. I don't. The the Vikings are, like I keep saying, in a win-now window. They're in a competitive window, and this doesn't help them win now, and I don't see how you flip the assets into helping them win now and not geared towards 2021 and beyond. And for the Bills, I mean, Josh Allen is still your quarterback, and if Stephon Diggs thought he was frustrated here in this offense with that guy at quarterback, just give it a year playing with Josh Allen in the Bills offense, and I don't think he's going to be much happier there either. Yeah, you don't think in November or December playing a home game in Buffalo, Stefan Diggs, who's going to be freezing his behind off, is going to say, you know what, I really wanted to trade to the Buffalo Bills. I bet Rick Spielman got done with that trade last night and laughed and laughed and probably called Diggsy up and said, I moved you. He said, that's great. Yeah, but here's the to fu- Buffalo. But here's the funny thing. like it, 
Stefan Diggs is so blinded by his distaste for the Vikings organization. His his reaction when this trade leaked tells you everything you need to know about this dynamic. Compare it to Tom Brady, for instance. So Tom Brady puts out like a 200-word memo that just, what, Patriots fans. Two Instagram posts. Yes, I love you, Patriots fans. The first thing he does is send out a note just making sure, I don't want to burn this bridge. I love this organization. I love these fans. And Stefan Diggs, on the other hand, like couldn't wait to rush to Twitter and retweet Josh Allen's yeah. uh, Stefan Diggs tweet. Josh Allen, by the way, one of the worst passing quarterbacks in the NFL. And Buffalo, a franchise that hasn't won a playoff game, I believe, since like the mid-1990s. So here's my guess, though. I think Josh Allen's uh, burner account was tweeting me last night, telling me that he's a better passer than Kirk Cousins a couple <laughs> no. of times. So, my, no. so my, gu- people. my guess is Diggs was, Diggs was miserable yesterday, tweeted the stuff about the Vikings, the trade was made, and much like those of us who might drink a few too many at 8 p.m., went to bed thinking, this is great, I'm out. And then he woke up sober. And he's like, what happened last night? Oh, am I going to Seattle? Yeah, was I... Oh, yeah, I was... Was that a dream? Was that real? Buffalo! (laughs) Oh, my God! Like, dude, he was so desperate to leave Minnesota. He's literally jumping for joy on social media to play for the Buffalo Bills. Come on now. The, The ultimate... So... When we talk about this trade in four years, I think it's the Vikings who won, and I'm going to base it on a trade that was made now in March 2013. The Percy Harvin trade, to me, is the perfect parallel, and the Vikings, again, did very well. They got a first-round pick in the 2013 draft from Seattle. That turned into Xavier Rhodes at 25. They got a seventh-round pick, because we all know Rick loves seventh-round picks, and he took some guard out of North Carolina named Travis Bond. I don't recall Travis Bond. But he also got a third-round pick in 2014, and that became running back Jarek McKinnon, who became a very nice player. And so I think, ultimately, down the road, with a haul this big of draft picks, we are going to say that the Vikings won the trade. But as we sit here now, we have no idea what this did to the 2020 Vikings. Yeah. I just don't think there's any way that... Stefan Diggs in Buffalo is like the piece to the puzzle that all right, so like they're thinking, all right, we just uh we almost won a playoff game there for the first time since nineteen ninety five, first time since Jim Kelly was the quarterback, second playoff appearance in twenty years. All right, we're on the right track. We just need a wide receiver. And what they're gonna find out is the quarterback still sucks. But what does happen doesn't matter. But what does happen in home games in December? Because it's not like you can come out and become Eric Coriel. Like, you don't have that. If you're playing a, a game in Buffalo in December, odds are it's miserable, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like you could say, well, okay, here's game plan. It's five degrees. It's snowing. It's windy as hell. But you know what? We got Diggsy, so let's air it out today. You well, can't... Jo- well, Josh Allen is very good at airing it out. Y- yeah. Oh, he can throw it far. Yes. It's not just, where he right. wants it to go. <laughs> but you get but you get my point here? It's not like you could just say, well, we got Diggsy now, so on December 15th, I tell you what, he's going to catch 200 yards of passes. Yeah. So I, I think we all agree. I mean, maybe we're sitting here with uh, with tinted glasses, but I don't know. I think I, it, it could wind up working well for both teams. It probably does make Josh Allen a little bit better. At least Stefan Diggs can go catch something that's not totally perfectly thrown. But if you guys have thoughts on Stefan Diggs or the Kirk Cousins extension, 651-646-8255. Or if you have more insensitive coronavirus stories, like Paul, who called in and said he didn't even hand his phone to someone who got into a car accident the other day. I I know it's tough.
Mexico. And Judd agrees with him. 651-646-8255. legit crazy. He was calling 911. <laughs> he had to call the authorities. It's amazing. When we come back, all kinds of big-time quarterback news throughout the day today. Tom Brady, Teddy Bridgewater has a new spot, Philip Rivers, and we'll also mix in some more Vikings forward-looking speculation here on Score North. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. And uh, we're, we're, we're keeping ourselves entertained and informed here in the TCL studios with both sports and the, uh, the news that keeps changing every hour and a half, it seems like, on our TCL 55-inch Roku TVs. Built-in Roku device giving you access to 5,000 streaming channels and 500,000 movies and TV shows. So if you're spending a lot more time at home these days and there's nothing in terms of live sports to watch once you get past the NFL free agency cycle, if if you're looking for the best TV and the best set of options to keep yourself entertained, TCL is where it's at. You can find TCL TVs inside Target here locally where you can also find the TCL Alto Soundbar. Uh, that'll complete your entertainment system and your setup. Go check one out for yourself. TCLUSA.com if you want to snoop around the internet. But uh, if you're a cord cutter or if you're just looking for more options, TCL is the way to go. Also, on the corner of 694 Brooklyn Boulevard is where my favorite car dealership and service department are. That would be Luther Brookdale Toyota. And you know, don't forget, I mean... I, Maybe you're not driving around quite as much this time of year or this time of uncertainty. But if you need service, if you need a fair assessment, if you need honesty, if you need all those things, stop in and see my friends inside that service department. They've been helping my family since the 1980s. I remember when I was a little kid, my mom drove one of those baby blue Toyota Celicas where the the, the little headlight things flipped up like eyelids. And we've been going to... A lot of the same people for that same stretch of time. I started driving, got my license in, what, 2001? And I can just tell you, these are some of the friendliest, best, most knowledgeable people in the industry. They've got me out of a couple jams when uh, something's happened to my car. When you need service, when you need a no BS discussion about your car, or if you need a trade-in, or if you need an upgrade, something with more safety features, Luther Brookdale Toyota is the place to go at LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. If you're set to spend more time at home than in your car over the next several days, you can still listen to Score North three different ways. The free Score North app on your phone or tablet, scorenorth.com, or just by saying, Alexa, open Score North. I'm giving you four seconds to swallow. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. I can say this. Every single team in the AFC East right now thinks they have a chance of winning, and that's not the case back in the day. Yeah, I believed I'd win, but that the other teams, no way in heck they believed they'd, they'd uh, beat the Patriots with Tom Brady. So to me, no Tom Brady, New England, you're just like everybody else now. If Tom Brady just decided to retire, that would have been different. Tom Brady decided he wants to play. But moving on from the New England Patriots is a direct indictment against Bill Belichick, no matter what way you slice it. Football. All kinds of quarterback news that's come out today. The day started with Tom Brady putting out a post on his Instagram and across other social media platforms thanking Patriots fans and the organization 
for two good decades. He will not be returning to the New England Patriots. Jonathan, can you just read us the Jim Trotter tweet that came out here a couple minutes ago, too? Give me one second to find it again here. Because Tom Brady, there it is. Uh, the, the rumor is that the Buccaneers have offered him like $60 million over two years to be the next Tampa Bay quarterback. Jim Trotter had this. So he says, I've been saying for two days, and I believe the Chargers are the best fit for Brady, and I still believe that, but I'm told the Brady camp has led the Chargers to believe he's going to stay back east because of family considerations. The Chargers made a serious run at, at Brady, but barring a change of heart by the quarterback, the team believes it is out of the running for him. So that would that would lead, I think, more credence to the idea that he's going to Tampa Bay. And I saw something, I don't remember which Twitter account this came across last night, you guys. Wins above replacement calculated for every NFL roster, but quarterbacks subtracted. So if you take the other 52 guys on the roster and you take the starting quarterback off... If you're going to badmouth Jameis Winston on this show right now, I will have none of it. Rami, I'll I would, storm off. I, I will will storm never off. do such a thing. You I'm, know, 30 I'm, interceptions is something to be proud of in 2019. I am only here to praise the rest of their roster, okay? This is not to say anything about Jameis Winston, of Don't course. Don't you dare besmirch the name of Jameis. <laughs> but according to... <laughs> the next Bears quarterback. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it's going to happen. Just had to low, slip blow. That shot in. low blow, man. The good news is some of those windy conditions might actually maybe direct those errant passes out of so maybe he'll only throw 25 pack, uh, interceptions. But but Tampa Bay, according to various football analytics sites, has one of the top six or seven rosters in the NFL when you don't count the quarterback. I mean, Bruce Arians is a credible coach. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, are that might be one of the two or three. Now that Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen aren't together anymore, I mean, that's one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL. And their defense last year, sixth best in the NFL Yards per play. So have you guys been able to wrap your heads around Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform at all today? I can, definitely. The o- I told you guys, the only thing that would have disappointed me to no end is if he had gone back to the Patriots, because that would have just been such a letdown. Oh, he's going back to the Patriots to wind it down. No, I get this completely. I like it. Arians is a really good offensive mind. I think this is a great move. I think it's going to be fun. And you know what? In this day and age, that's what I want. Sports sports chaos and sports fun equal Judd happy. And this is going to be fun and, and the only it's going to look really weird, don't get me wrong, to see him in a Bucks uniform. I completely get that. But the only thing that would have disappointed me is if we got word tomorrow, he just decided to go back to the Pats. That would have been boring. Rami yeah, I think the pa- the Patriots. I think the Buccaneers are are a good fit for him. Mackie just read off there. I think that's that's a team that would have won a lot more football games this year. I think Collar said on Score North Live today, weekdays noon to two. It's me and a rotating cast of Score North personalities. You can go and listen to it anytime you want on the totally free Score North app. They actually had a positive point differential this year. The Buccaneers did, yeah. and that was with thirty interceptions Dude. from their quarterback. Like I think that if you plug Tom Brady in there, and even forty three year old Tom Brady. Who can't sling it the way that he used to. I don't think that they're going to ask much of him for the first three quarters other than don't lose us the football game. And then if it's a close game, then you put the football in his hands and say, okay, go win us a football game. Now you might be wondering, how did this work out for other legendary quarterbacks that late, that they were very much attached when you think of like which team, which, which hall of fame bust, like what, what will the Jersey and the helmet be? Right. And then they went somewhere else at the end of their career. Well, Joe Montana went to Kansas City and went to the AFC Championship game. They got beat by the Bills in the 1993 yeah. season NFL uh, AFC Championship game. 
Brett Favre, we all know that the second year was a disaster, but the first year turned out to be one of the best years of his career. Peyton throwing dead ducks. That was great to watch. Won a Super Bowl, though, throwing dead ducks. Uh, Johnny Unitas went Uh, to San Diego after 17 years with the Colts. Don't bring up that one. That was a disaster. Uh, Let's see here. Joe Namath was only like 33 when he retired. But his knees were shot. His knees were shot. He threw a bunch of interceptions. He went to the Rams at the end of his career. Yeah, that was not good either. And then Warren Moon actually played for three different teams after the age of 38 and was mostly really good, especially in his... Three years with the Vikings here after he left the Houston Oilers in the early nineties. So, um, like I think we all we 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 tend to think, oh, it's mostly a disaster because Johnny Unitas and this, but no, I mean I don't think there's any Super Bowl cases to to be had here. So Tom Brady would have to at least get beyond you know, conference championship game to surpass some of these other quarterbacks. But honestly, now that I sort of think about Tampa's roster and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and like some of these guys might not be household names unless you're obsessed with fantasy football, but. I think that team with a better quarterback, if Tom Brady has toothpaste left in the tube, probably emerges as one of the top two or three Super Bowl contenders. Like it, That's not an easy division, but that team could be really good with just competence at that position. Yeah, it, could, it could be very much like Peyton Manning's wobbly duck season with the Denver Broncos. But for everybody who <laughs> thinks that this is going to mar Tom Brady's legacy somehow, that he didn't play his entire career with the Patriots, who remembers any of those things that you just read off? Who remembers that? Like I know here in in Minnesota, obviously you re- you remember the Brett Favre experiment with the Vikings. But sure. outside of Minnesota, I'm here to tell you, not too many people think about or talk about Brett Favre in a Vikings uniform. Not too many people talk. Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. When I close my eyes and picture Peyton Manning, it's in a Colts jersey. I don't know that anybody thinks about or talks about or it does anything to the legacy of a quarterback that he goes and finishes out his career. So somewhere. is this really just about ego at this point? Is, yeah, it, is for this sure. is one hundred percent about both of these guys, both Belichick sides, yeah. and Brady? Did you guys hear Absolutely. Stephen A. Smith today on Get Up? After the first break that they took, and obviously they led the show with uh, Tom Brady talk. They take a break. They come back. Stephen A. Smith says that Robert Kraft called him, called Stephen A. Smith during the break to make clear that they would have made it work with Tom Brady in New England if he wanted to be a Patriot, but Tom made it clear that he did not want to be a Patriot any longer. Wait, Robert Kraft called Stephen called A. Smith Stephen during a. the commercial break? Commercial break, commercial break yes. Yeah, but, but don't, don't forget, too, though, um, Belichick wanted to trade Brady and keep Garoppolo, and we think it was Robert Kraft who then basically laid down in the road and said, you can't do that. It's going to have to be Garoppolo, and Belichick didn't want to quit, and so he didn't, and so he traded Garoppolo in what was a very favorable trade to San Francisco. So I think this is both guys saying, you know what, it's time to be done. They were certainly friction now for what, about the last five years or so. Uh, And I saw a tweet that I just got about this and it makes some sense. And here's my only question. Is Belichick genius enough to put together a bad enough team next year to tank for Trevor? Yes. I, I just got that tweet from somebody. Yes. Can he bring himself to because if if he can, my respect goes from a, a you're one of the greats to no, you're he's, the best. He's genius enough to do it, but he's also almost too competitive. That's yeah, what I'm saying. He's too proud to do it. But that's my question is could he could he take the one year San Antonio Spurs, Robinson's hurt. Okay, that's fine. We will stink. You know, sort of what Golden State. Now, I don't think that they're completely taken on purpose because there's not that one player. Uh, the Colts, Peyton gets hurt. Oh, man, are we going to be bad? And oh, oh, look, who's there? Andrew Luck. 
could he bring himself to stomach that one just brutal? Because if he tanks, it, he's not he's not going to be like, you know what? It's December and we've won two games. Let's win three games. He will be all in on the tank. Yeah, it's, but that tweet it, it, I got it, makes makes some sense. It's fascinating. It's just. Yeah, that, that's probably the only way out because the Patriots, the rest of their roster is so mediocre. And, yeah. you know, I know that Tom Brady was held back by them just having no wide receivers. Now, they might have been held back to some extent by Brady's lack of mobility. We're going to find out because Tampa's got a better roster and, and weapons and all those things. And they don't just, they don't have an incompetent coach either because Bruce Arians knows what he's doing. So we'll find out just how much gas Tom Brady has left in the tank. But it, I don't know. Like, is there a quarterback out there? Right now, and they're flashing Cam Newton's tweet from earlier today, or his Instagram post. I mean, is there a quarterback available right now that you could put on the Patriots roster and say, all right, we're not going to miss much of a beat. They're going to go back to the playoffs. No, they're not that good. I don't know. Offensively? Yeah. Well, that the, the one guy that I found the most interesting in my mind to be the next Patriots quarterback. It sounds like he's not going to sign with the Patriots because he's going to sign, according to multiple reports, a three-year, $60 million deal with the Panthers. So let's get to this part of the quarterback news cycle today. Teddy Bridgewater potentially replacing Cam Newton for $20 million a year in Carolina. Your guys' thoughts. Rami, how do you feel about Teddy in Carolina? It's surprising to me. I thought with the new head coach with a nice long contract, I think they gave him a seven-year contract and a long leash that comes with that, that they would want to draft a quarterback or get somebody who's a year or two into the league and really develop him from the ground up and teach him the system. I don't, I don't know that, I don't know Matt Rule's system all that well from his time in college. And I don't know how Teddy Bridgewater fits into it. I've said about Teddy Bridgewater since I've gotten here, much to many people's displeasure. I don't think there is much special there. I get he's a really good guy, good teammate, good leader, but just as far as his his raw skills and ability on a football field, I think he fits into the category that I put Kirk Cousins and the majority of NFL quarterbacks in, which is I think Teddy Bridgewater will you'll get as much out of him as what you put around him. I don't think he's a guy who necessarily raises the level of play of everybody and leads you to a Super Bowl. So if they put a good team around him, I think that very well could be something, but I don't think he's a guy who changes uh, the, the course of a franchise on a dime. So he's a weird case because I, I disagree Good to price, this though. degree, though. For, for, what, for what you get yeah. from Teddy Bridgewater and, and the market for quarterbacks, yes. really good price for that guy. Here's why I disagree. He has, and and these things are unquantifiable, he has intangibles that Kirk Cousins does couldn't dream of. Kirk Cousins can't really lead. Kirk Cousins, when you're down to Denver, Stefan Diggs ha- has to say, shut up, move over, do your job, I'll lead. And it's a receiver. Uh, Bridgewater has intangibles and leadership skills and people are drawn to him and those are quarterback things that some have and if they do it it helps physically he's not a specimen but i i really think the most important question comes back to one very simple and potentially sad thing when he is a full-time starter when he is back starting every game when he is the guy does that leg hold up because it burst it didn't, this isn't, no, I'm, he didn't just get hit and oh my goodness, he has torn his ACL and in mm-hmm. a year and a half he's back and everybody's fine and ACL tears are like Tommy John for baseball pitchers. They happen and you're fine. The man dropped back to pass on a practice field, get, did not get hit, no contact, and his leg blew up, okay? So my biggest question for him goes back to, can you tell me 
with all certainty that that was some type of massive fluke and that there's not something wrong there that caused that. And I think the realistic answer to that question is no. So from a medical standpoint, I am far more concerned about, okay, if you get through year one of the contract, is year two fine? Is year three fine? Teddy just seems to me to be a case of if he is your guy, you are always going to be looking over your shoulder a little bit saying, I hope that doesn't happen again. So I think if this deal comes to fruition, as it's being reported, three years and $60 million, I think this is one of the best. Carolina, all 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 things included here, Carolina now becomes one of the best quarterback situations in the entire league. Not because Teddy Bridgewater is a top-five quarterback, but because there will now be 20 quarterbacks that make more money than he does. This is the way I'd frame it up to you guys. If you've got Teddy... And and you and, and really it's about can he stay healthy? And by the way, it's not like he signed a ten year guaranteed contract or anything. You can it's a three year contract. And we haven't even seen what the guarantees are. It's probably more like a two year contract and and uh, and if he's healthy and both sides are into it, then maybe he maybe he plays out the full three years of the contract. But if he's healthy and he is accurate in those intermediate ranges, which we've seen throughout his career, and he's a great leader, and he's the twentieth highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I'd sign up for that 10 times out of 10 before paying Kirk Cousins $33 million. What would you rather have in that case? The $13 million to go spend on a left tackle or somebody the, else? I'd save the money every time. I mean, seriously, like no. if the only question is Not Teddy close. Bridgewater's health and you can get out of the contract after a year or two, maybe there's injury protections in there for the team. Like it, this is a, this is a great deal. How for many the quarterbacks can you guys off the top of your head right now in this entire league tell me that you would give that Cousins contract to? Cause I, starting with Cousins, I wouldn't. It, ideally, perfect world. How many current quarterbacks would you rush to give a contract to that's going to eat up a very sizable chunk of your cap. So Kirk, so just to put this in the context, Kirk Cousins right now, according to overthecap.com, is the fifth highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He makes $33 million a year on average with this new contract kicking in. Jared Goff is at 33.5, Aaron Rodgers 33.5, Ben Roethlisberger 34, Russell Wilson 35. So top five money percentage of the salary cap would you guys give that money to Russell Wilson? I would. Yeah, I probably would. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Not this version. Not now. So three years. We're talking three years, you right? Know, for three years, yeah. For the next three years, I didn't, I'd, I'd gamble on Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather gamble on a younger, cheaper QB and have that cash to spend elsewhere. I'd with, probably, th- with this version, by the way. I'd probably do it on Rodgers, but I understand all of the potential ramifications. Ben Roethlisberger. It's a no for me. No. He's 38. Yeah, he's too old. Jared Goff? No. Nope. Carson Wentz. Would you give Kirk Cousins' contract to Carson Wentz? I'm more tempted to, but I probably wouldn't because I, I, don't, I, would. I don't know if he can stay healthy. After, watch, after watching him lead that Eagles team to a 9-7 to a and seven record and a playoff berth last year, they were down to like... Sixth or seventh on their depth chart, moved yeah. up to no, their number one wide receiver. By the end of the season, hell, I think by like week twelve, literally not one receiver who was active on their roster to start the season was still healthy and active at that point. So for that guy to take that and and somehow pull a nine and seven season and a playoff berth out of the hat, that's pretty impressive to me, man. That t- that tells me that that's a guy who goes and wins football games for you. Yeah, he's not flawless, but he's young enough. I I do it. I do it. What about Dak Prescott? He just got franchised. Would you give him Kirk Cousins' contract? He's right contract? on the border. Yes, I, I would. I, I would yes. do it. Yes, I would. He's mobile enough. Yep, I would. 
He's again. He's he's not Tom Brady in his prime. I don't think he's Russell Wilson, but I do it. Um, what about? I'm, I'm going to skip past some of the obvious ones. Like Ryan Tannehill is a no, right? Jacoby Brissett's a no. Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford. Would you give Kirk Cousins contract to any of those three guys? Not right now. I wouldn't. No. I don't think I do either. Three guaranteed years at top five quarterback money. Drew Brees. You're not going to give three years to Drew Brees. Um, I mean, Deshaun Watson is a yes for yep. everyone, right? Pat Mahomes is a yes. So basically, there's only like five or six Correct. guys you would give that contract to. It's pretty amazing. What about Philip Rivers? One year. This is the other quarterback news that came out today. <laughs> Philip Rivers to replace Jacoby Brissett, presumably at starting quarterback for twenty five million dollars with the Colts. Is is he the missing ingredient, or would you have stuck with Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is that much of an upgrade for the Colts. I don't really understand that move. I don't know if they were in on Tom Brady and then quickly fell out on Tom Brady. But that, and I, I this has this isn't a surprise. People have been connecting the two for a while. But I, I all along while I've been hearing those reports and those rumors, it hasn't made a lot of sense to me because what I saw from Philip Rivers last year, I don't think he's much of an upgrade on Jacoby Brissett. If I could have my my uh, Judd retirement list right now, guys that I would tell if they came to me for guidance in life and asked Judd, what do you think I should do? I can make millions of dollars in National Football League, but I've got but I've got a career, a resume, a history to uphold. I might not be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I might be close. Uh, and Brady came to me, and Rivers came to me, and Breeze came. To me, and that whole litany of guys who who have had great years and are older now, Philip Rivers would be the top guy on my list to say, "Go home, be with your forty seven children. You procreated a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> he can't even he he can't even be one around his no, whole family well, now. Right? Just the math doesn't work. Isolate out. yourself. Gatherings of ten or fewer. But but before Brady, before Breeze, you guys. Philip Rivers would be my top guy that I would say just be done. What will so Co- it, it was pain that Vikings game made me want to cry. So Kobe Bryant's last game was just going down right vintage Kobe yeah. sixty points just hitting bombs from everywhere. What will Philip Rivers' ideal last game look like? Seven interceptions, just sidearm slinging everything over the middle. It's like Peyton was at the end. It's just it was so sad to watch that football. That football's dying. Just float up there. Yes, Rami. <laughs> and wobble. Yes. Yeah. I don't need to see that. No, you're right. I know it, exactly what you're It's like there. when your parents get old, man. It's hard to watch. <laughs> it's why young. It's why kids don't, my age don't like being around their parents, at least before they died, because it was hard to watch, because it's like, you had a fastball at one time, man, and that fastball's gone. This is hard to watch. I'm going to enjoy, fully enjoy watching Philip Rivers throw sidearm fluttering ducks. I I love Philip Rivers so much. With you, with your white claw in hand and uh, the Bachelor from 2003 on. It was 2009. I still can't believe you went back. You're watching old Bachelors. I'm with Robbie on this. Listen, desperate and times Jonathan. call for desperate measures, no. okay? No. You know what? Not that desperate. I rewatched Black Panther for probably the tenth time last great night. Selection. But that's a that's a great movie. I didn't go back and rewatch a scripted reality show. Oh, that's whoa, crazy. whoa, wait a second. What? You know it's scripted. Black Panther is much more scripted than The Bachelor, okay? So how dare you denigrate it's my choice of program? And it's Come not on. by much. All right. Just barely. All right, more it's scripted. closer than I gave it credit for. <laughs> by the way. If you're wondering, uh, what is the NFL Network doing right now when they're not talking about NFL free agents? Charlie Weiss is currently Skyping into free agency frenzy bonanza 
in a leprechaun hat. How did Charlie Weiss, Charlie Weiss, and I'm not <laughs> joking, guys, life. has become a media star now? Really? And he is the mo- he is the blandest, most football-y football, I'm not going to talk about things guy of all time. Is Notre Dame still paying him, by the way? He signed a 10-year contract with yeah. Notre Dame and then got fired after like four years or something. And for a good reason. Kansas fired him. Yeah, that's they? pretty bad. Yeah. That's pretty bad. They stink at football. Yeah. Hey, how's Charlie looking these days? It's, he's enjoying life. Because I'm in my quarantine studio. I don't have TV. Charlie's, Charlie's enjoying life, Rami. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Charlie still has a gathering of at least nine or ten chins that he... <laughs> <laughs> but he is. He's a from. media star now. Cam Newton. Where does Cam Newton go? I mean, the Bears make a lot of sense. Thank you. The Bears make a lot yes, of sense. Yes, sir. That's my but guy. he can't go to Chicago to get the physical. That's the problem. So they're going to have to like have a doctor oh. where he is, administer it, and give the results to the Bears. And the Bears are so dumb, they might say, oh, that's great. It looks like he's fine. And then he'll show up with like his leg cut off or something. I mean, doesn't New England take if, a shot? If Cam sends a couple of, if, if Cam says he's good to go and Cam sends a couple of videos to me, I'm fine saying, yep, that's better than Mitch Trubisky. Like, if this guy just basically sends <laughs> me a selfie video. High bar to clear. Um, what's the Bears cap situation, Rami? That's a good question. I don't know what it is today after nope. they signed Robert no. Quinn from the Cowboys. Does that count? No, it doesn't count. Nope. Rami, no, that doesn't count. Rami, don't say No, that, that was just a very, very good question. Not like Jonathan's earlier, which was legitimately and genuinely a good question. Well, yeah, because we're all miffed that Phil would Fair watch enough. that garbage. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not sure what their cap situation is like. Hang on one sec. No, we're good. Uh, Matt, <laughs> Mackie and Joe with Robbie, Score North and the Score North app. More on what the Vikings could potentially do with the assets they now have after the Stefan Diggs trade. In fact, there's a couple platforms that are already mocking post Stefan Diggs trade. We're going to mock when we come back to uh, Score North here and the Score North app after we talk about Tondrick Wealth Management here. So, you know, we are following the news and we are living through this just like you guys are during these crazy uncertain times in America, in Minnesota, crazy uncertain times with the stock market and potentially your long-term investments. I mean, it does seem like every 10 to 15 years, something not like this necessarily, but something happens in the world that jolts our investment accounts. It's more important than ever right now to have a reliable, steady hand navigating your retirement and investment accounts and decision-making, too. You don't want to make a knee-jerk decision that could cost you a lot down the road. You just want to be informed and lean on somebody that spends his life thinking about this stuff. That would be Dale Tondrick. When you connect with Dale Tondrick, you will get someone who spends all kinds of time every single day helping people save and stockpile money for retirement. So, again, if you're looking for some guidance, you're looking for... Uh, some expertise during these uncertain times with your finances, 952-401-1671. Call Dale today, 952-401-1671, or go to myinvestingcoach.com. Jonathan here with the Score North download. Listen and win with the free Score North mobile app. Prizes up for grabs this month include three equalizer wedges and a precision milled forged putter courtesy of the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company, MLB The Show 20 for PS4, which now includes full minor league rosters and more. Get it now at theshow.com. Download the free Score North app, register your app, and you could be a winner. Over at scorenorth.com right now, we have all of the coverage that you would ever want 
of the Minnesota Vikings and their offseason pursuits, including the post a post-digs trade draft sim from one Matthew Collar. He got right on that as soon as that trade went down. Also, Judd Zelgad has his reaction to all of the activities from the Vikings and where it's leading them this offseason. Again, that's over at scorenorth.com, and it's all free to you for your reading. That's been your Score North Donald. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. I want to mock! Mock! I want to mock! Mock! That's right. We have the first post-Stefan Diggs trade mock draft from CBSSports.com, gentlemen. Would you like to know the direction the Vikings are headed after they have traded Stefan well, Diggs to the Buffalo fire Bills? Fire up the music. Let's do it. We start with pick number one. Again, this is from CBSSports.com's Tom Fornelli. I don't know if Tom Fornelli is a seasoned mocker, but Tom Fornelli has Joe Burrow number one to the Cincinnati Bengals. Chase Young, edge rusher to Washington. Isaiah Tom, I'm sorry, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker from Clemson to the Lions at pick number three. He's got Justin Herbert to the Chargers now that they apparently won't get Tom Brady at four. Tua to the Dolphins at five. We're going to scroll down here. All due respect to uh, this fine gentleman. To the Minnesota Vikings with pick 22 first. Yeah. Cornerback Utah, Jalen Johnson. And then just a couple picks later, after the Patriots draft Jordan Love, quarterback Utah State with the 24th pick. I'm sorry, the 23rd pick. The Vikings at 25, according to CBSSports.com, are going to take... Defensive lineman Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma. I want to mock. mock. I want to mock. mock. So if they went for you guys, if the Vikings decided here with uh, their newfound collection of draft picks with pick 22 and 25, if they went with two defensive players, how would you guys feel about that? Rami? Not great. I mean, where, where are you replacing the production or a portion of the production of Stefan Diggs? Chad, that, is, that, Chad, doesn't make, Chad, that doesn't make did any Chad sense. Beebe, uh, did Chad Beebe get quarantined? Did I, I mean, miss at something? The, at the very oh, least, at the very least <laughs> use one of those on an offensive lineman. Of those two picks that you have in the first round, if, if there isn't a wide receiver who jumps off the board there, because wide receiver is now a, a weakness for the Vikings. It was never deep, but you could at least look at Diggs and Thielen and say this is a strength of this football team. Who else has a tandem like this at wide receiver? And the answer is not too many, if any, teams around football. Now it's a weakness. I mean, what's the depth chart behind Adam Thielen? you gotta, you, you got to use well, one. There's a guy. Who? Well, B.C. Johnson. There's guys. Chad, Chad well, and then there's another guy. Five I rest my case. And then there's another guy. So if you have to replace that production or just give Kirk Cousins a little extra time by drafting an offensive lineman with one of those. If both of the first two picks are on the defensive side of the football, man, that's that would be a questionable decision, to say the least. Am I not right? You've got 13 picks. If you trade... In- Anthony Harris, let's say tomorrow or Thursday, uh, for a couple more picks. So now you're up to 15, possibly 16 picks. Am I not right in saying that we should really expect that the Vikings are going to take some of that uh, collateral, including potentially both, if not at least one of their first-round picks, and move up in the first round? I, I really feel strongly that that's a direction in which they should explore very strongly going, trying to get up in in, in 
I've convinced myself of this so much. I'm going to be disappointed. I'm not going to be shocked, but I'm going to be disappointed yeah. if they don't go up and get something that in their mind can help them immediately with what could be, as Phil said, let's say it's pick nine. It's not top five pick, top ten pick. Yeah, I'm, uh, well, to answer the, 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 the question, I would not be happy if they drafted two defensive players in the first round. But at the same time, if that's part of their, it really, you got to either put together a top five offense or a top five defense, a top five passing game or a top five defense. And if that's your path to get back to a top five defense, okay, I can hear that out. But you have 13 draft picks. You don't need 13 rookies. You don't. You don't need 13 rookies. So I would look at. In fact, you don't want 13. Correct. I would look at how can you get for sure two truly impactful players. And if that means using five of those picks at the back end and in the middle, whatever that looks like, one of your third-round picks, if it means trading five of those picks so that you can be in a better position with one or two of your first-round picks or your second-round pick to move up, this is a year they should be looking to move up. And ordinarily, Rick Spielman likes to likes to move back and acquire picks. Not this year. But when you have 13 picks, you should be using some of those picks for ammunition to get from 22 to 14 or whatever that looks like. And we'll we'll find out sort of how the, the draft boards play out. So... Um, Jonathan, why don't we uh, segue into Honorable Judge's favorite segment of the week, Cram Session here. Let's do it. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Chud, and Rami. That's right. Every Tuesday, Judge Jonathan asks us three questions and then awards a point to the winner of each question. So far this season, Judd Zolgad has six wins. I have two, and Rami has two. So Judd has a stranglehold on the cram session questions so far this year. Would you guys like some of the statistics? I'll give you a couple here. Always like to dive into the numbers. First pitch. Uh, first pitch stats when answering first, Judd Zolgad is 9-3 and three so far this year. Wow. Rami, you struggle when you answer second. You are three and ten when you answer second this year. Marcus is incredible. Yeah, thanks to Marcus, loyal listener <laughs> Marcus, Marcus for keeping these work. stats. Oh. Uh, on the topic of NFL, Judd has four wins. Rami has three. I have two. So uh, I'll have to be much better in my NFL answers here. But Jonathan, what kind of questions do we have today in Cram Session? <laughs> First up, we'll start with that NFL question. Uh, by giving Kirk Cousins a contract extension and trading away Stefan Diggs, the Vikings essentially picked Kirk Cousins over Stefan Diggs. Most teams would make that pick of the franchise quarterback over another player. So I'm assigning each of you a player on the Vikings roster, and I want you to make the case why would why you would choose that player over Kirk Cousins. Phil, I've given you Dalvin Cook. Wow. Judd, I've given you Adam Thielen. Thanks. And Rami, I've given you Anthony Harris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, I'll start with Dalvin Cook because I feel like I feel like this case is actually pretty easy. Dalvin Cook is a cream-of-the-crop player at his position. Kirk Cousins is not. And so if you're looking to build your roster with a top-three player at as many positions as possible, Harrison Smith is in that category under contract. Neil Hunter is in that category. Uh, Adam Thielen, probably not, but he's you know top, top six, top ten when he's healthy. Dalvin Cook is a top-three running back. You could justify, especially if it's Kirk or Dalvin Cook, listen, I'd be overpaying Dalvin Cook, but I would be getting rid of $33 million of a non-top quarterback, and then I could presumably draft somebody. Or Teddy Bridgewater was available for $20 million. If you didn't have Kirk Cousins locked up, you could have saved 13 right there. You could have had Teddy and Dalvin Cook if you weren't locked up with Kirk Cousins. And so, to me, it's all about 
trying to get top players at each position. You've got one in Dalvin Cook, and you don't have one in Kirk Cousins. That's my case. Bubble Boy? I got, you want to go next? Oh, I got boy. Anthony Harris. <laughs> yes. We've secluded him like he's got yeah. it. So It does seem like I'm the only one who's been quarantined, but I digress. I got Anthony Harris. Consider yourself fortunate. Listen, you if know, Mackie's got it, I'm bleached. If you want, we can. How about tomorrow? I sit in the quarantine no, room. No, that's all right. And I thought you that was sit in germs. I, I thought the whole you wanna, point. You want to put the brown guy in a different room? It's fine, guys. <laughs> oh, no big deal. oh, stop with it. No big deal. I feel like you only play that card when it is uh, advantageous to you. I but. mean, maybe. I got Anthony Harris. That's yeah. the guy who I have to yep. convince you would be a better idea of keeping. <laughs> yeah, who you're, who, the, who you're about to trade, but go ahead. Anthony Harris, guys. Led the league in interceptions this year with six interceptions. I'm going through the uh, quarterback stats right now and uh, trying to see which ones Kirk Cousins led the league in yards. No touchdowns. Mm-mm. QB rating. No, he didn't lead the league in any categories this year. Anthony Harris just had his breakout year. I don't know that we've even seen the best of Anthony Harris. And just like Phil was saying about running backs, I think safeties the caliber of an Anthony Harris are harder to find than quarterbacks the caliber of a Kirk Cousins. That's why I'm keeping Anthony Harris and trading Kirk Cousins. And you gave me the guy who went to Mankato. I don't care what they call it, it's Mankato. Adam Thielen. So, okay, where do I even begin here? Because we're talking about a local legend. We're talking about the 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 son of Minneapolis as far as football goes. Minneapolis, St. Paul. But I'm going to start here. Kirk Cousins, he's okay. Adam Thielen's all you got left at this position. And I, and we can, you know what, you can draft a quarterback. As Phil said, you could have signed one. You could have signed Teddy for, for less. In fact, I, I was advocating, and still am, they didn't listen, going and getting a quarterback who wouldn't take as much of your uh, salary cap so that you would have more room to work to add guys like Thielen. But you didn't do that, and you're not doing that. But Thielen, at a salary that's certainly reasonable, he is now, there's now no longer the 1A, 1B of Diggs and Thielen, and ain't this great. There is one guy, and there is Thielen. Thielen, and then there is uh, Gab, 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 B.C. Johnson, I guess. And so I could find somebody to take Cousins' place, but Adam Thielen right now is all you got left at this position after the Diggs trade. And if you want to start a riot, which I don't want to do, times are already tough enough, I'm not trading away and or allowing a guy who is seen as the most popular Viking who makes this state proud every single day, I'm not allowing him to go. If Cousins leaves town, nobody's really going to care. Uh, I'm not going to go with the local angle because I'm at oh. this point I've heard too much of. I don't like who he's a I local was assigned, guy. You can't so get rid terrible, of him. That was a terrible assignment for me. Wow, starting off early with the negativism. I'm in Rami Sherry. Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> just got to do it. Just comes out from that chair. We've uh, secluded him, so I'm doing it for him. <laughs> I'm going to give Phil the point here. I think you pay the guy who's actually at the top of his position rather than pay the guy who's kind of in the mid tier of his position. Hey, before we get to the next question here, Adam Schefter, I don't think Adrian Wojnarowski would tweet something like this, okay? Oh. I think a Woj bomb is a Woj bomb, and you know it's a Woj bomb. Yeah. Is this a Shefty bomb or not? He said Tampa Bay was the runner-up for Brett Favre. It is not expected to be the runner-up for Tom Brady. Ooh. End of tweet. Does that mean that, that he hasn't tweeted for some time and he's just trying to get creative to get his, get himself back out there? I feel like Shefty might feel like he doesn't have the angle on the scoop here and he's trying oh, okay. he's trying to All float right. a little like, Makes hey, sense. you know, I 
think this is what's going to happen, but I don't have it confirmed. I feel like Shefty's on well, the ropes colleague, a little bit. Uh, his, uh, who, who's the, the guy from ESPN who's been covering the Brady thing Darlington. really closely? Jeff Darlington. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's basically right like getting texts from Tom Brady, so right? So they're colleagues. So Shefty doesn't need it, man. Just back off. It's not like you're getting beat oh, by Shefty Fox. Oh, Shefty always needs it. Shefty always needs it, Judd. That was clean enough. Good enough for a job? Yep. That was Thank clean. <laughs> All right. Since sports have been canceled for the foreseeable future, I want you guys Robbie to... from downtown. <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to harness your inner Matthew Collar. I've asked you guys to find the best full-length game available on YouTube to watch. Wait. is Sorry. Sorry, Jonathan. Maybe Schefter is in a race with our guy Tom Pelissero. Who just tweeted out, the Bucks are in the driver's seat for Tom Brady's source said, no announcement yet, but all indications continue to be that he's headed to Tampa. I feel like every NFL insider right now, this is like a NASCAR race. And they're all they're all bumping, they're all grinding, <laughs> trying, to, trying to get to the Brady story first. This is this is an this is going to be amazing to watch over the next twenty four hours. Brady's Instagram breaks this story officially, right? Absolutely, probably. Somebody's going to say they have it before that. Then somebody's going to confirm and say they have it before Brady's Instagram. Uh, by the way, all right, this is this is amazing. This is amazing. Right, we're gonna we'll get back to cramming yeah. this. Reckless oh speculation. God. We got more Viking speculation. Oh my God! Is it is it Mary Kay Cabot? Is that how you pronounce it? She's yeah. a Browns yeah, beat writer for a long time. Dealer, Browns yeah. are exploring a trade for Viking safety Anthony Harris. A source tells Cleveland.com. Another source says it will take at least a third and probably a second round pick, okay. which is probably too rich. Listen, if the Vikings can get a second or a third round pick this year for Anthony Harris, they already have five of the top one hundred five draft picks yeah, man, in the two thousand twenty two. Is looking real good. So I mean, ESPN just put out an image <laughs> of Tom Brady in a Bucks jersey. It don't look right, guys. No, oh, I, that looks that, super weird. I said before yeah. that I'm not a fan of it. That and the Titans jersey were the two as far as uh, like just the way it what? would look. It just doesn't look right. It's fine. That's the weirdest no. that's the, those are the two weirdest looks. All right, this is the slowest moving story in terms of like it inching its way to the finish line. So Sports Center now has the tweet breaking Tampa Bay is the expected landing spot for Tom Brady, barring any unforeseen circumstances. Gotta include that. This is like a Tom, come on, just report it. Everybody's stepping right to the ledge of reporting <laughs> This is it like a Tom Brady short. scramble, just super slow. I'm telling you, this is a NASCAR race. Rami Makhlouf will not bring his phone into the bathroom, <laughs> barring any unforeseen <laughs> circumstances. At this point, though, it's not a scoop. So, like, if we wake up at 6.50 tomorrow... And it's Brady to the Bucks. That's no longer a scoop, right? Because a scoop has to be like, oh, okay. At that point, it's like, yeah, no bleep. Okay, somebody took this. Is I'm going to try and paint this visual for the listeners here. Somebody took the old school Tampa Bay, the the, the creamsicle, the orange logo, the one where it's like the orange buccaneer oh, with, with, like, with, with the knife in its okay. teeth. Yes, and they replaced the face with Tom Brady's face. To create a new Buccaneers oh, that's logo. <laughs> that's oh, that's an, attra- that's an attractive logo. Rami, I'll retweet it so you can see it in the quarantine room. Thanks, guys. Okay? I appreciate Rami, it. Rami, this is really cool. <laughs> yeah, don't touch that computer in there. By and the you way. know what? I need that for later. I really do feel like the bubble boy. Like, you guys have to pass me notes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't pick on Rami. The one, my, one, my one thing, though, it, before I sign on the dotted line in Tampa, if I'm Brady, the one thing I demand, we're going back to the creamsicles. He and would, the old he, logo. He would look amazing in those. And the old movies. logo. We're not doing any of this new age Buccaneer stuff. Yes. All right. We got like three minutes left. 
And two minutes, uh, two questions of crams. Let's fly through here. All right, so I need your guys' best full-length game available on YouTube to watch this weekend. Rami? You know what it is for me, guys, and I know this probably doesn't get me the point because I'm the only one who's going to agree with this. It's the 2016 World Series, Game 7, Cubs bring it home, end of 108-year drought. Chris Bryant jumps into the arms of Anthony Rizzo. Rami, ugly cries like a baby all over again. Yeah, that that's what it would be, 2016 World Series, Game 7. Uh, game 7 for me as well, but I'm going to go back, and I actually went and found this before, after I saw this question, 1991, Jack Morris against John Smoltz. I was there, but I could watch it a thousand times. It's one of, if not the greatest Game 7 of all time. The entire thing is available, and if you have not seen it, and you're young and want to get educated on what made baseball great in 1991, watch it. I'm going to go more old school, or more uh, obscure, I should say. I feel like, listen, all due respect, like the 91 World Series, I feel like I know like every pitch of that game. I went to YouTube and just typed in Vikings 90s full games. And the first one that popped up, 1995, Vikings-Lions. It's And here's the description. It's Warren Moon versus Barry Sanders in a classic Thanksgiving shootout that has both teams combining for 82 points and nearly 1,000 yards of offense. That's a fun game. I Please sign me up for that. I'm in, Phil. You got me hooked. I'm going to go find that later. Phil, oh, I just the got the point there? Yeah, you got the point. Look at me. I just won. Yeah. football, Warren right. Moon, Barry Sanders. All right, third question. Yesterday, as we celebrated on the show, was Austin 316 Day. One of the best things about the Attitude Era was the promos The Rock and Steve Austin would cut. So make one sport better by introducing players, coaches, executives, whatever, cutting promos. I'll go first here. This is so simple. Bring back goons, bring back fighting consistently and bench-clearing brawls in hockey and let them cut promos. It would be the greatest. <laughs> no. Hockey goons it's are like great. Just Russian accent promos. Exactly. No, no, no. The old-school Canadian goons you. with no teeth and their faces were torn up. Bring that back and let them cut promos. No, it's baseball, man. The music hits. The batter grabs the mic, gets to trash talk the pitcher for a little bit before he grabs the bat and steps into the box to take it back. Yeah. Yep. Here comes Nelson Cruz up the steps of the dugout. Slowly walks up to the plate, <laughs> yeah. mic in hand. Yeah, it's baseball. The fans Let's fall the pitcher asleep. know what he's about to do to him with his 24-inch pythons, brother. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But the real answer here is golf. What? 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 That's right. Same man that watched the 2004 Bachelor replay last night. We go now to Butler Cabin. Butler Cabin where Nick Faldo and Bryson DeChambeau are standing face to face ready to tear each other apart. Jim? Come on. How much more fun would golf be if those guys... Came off the course. You started the show and week and you, you ended up week. In between was fine. <laughs> in between part, you were really what good, Phil. All right, it's fine. Well, I've uh, asked you to improve one sport, so I'm going to give Rami the improvement point here. He wins the day, or he wins this point because uh, improving Phil baseball. Yeah, Phil wins the day, but Rami wins the point here. All right, congratulations to Rami. Thanks, boys. Rami, you. Uh, you uh, get you the last win, one, but but I, but I but I get the cram session point today. Judd with six wins, I have three, and Rami has two. And uh, you can always find Mackie and Judd with Rami. That's a wrap for our show today. Find us on demand. We've had some issues on Spotify. We're getting those fixed today. We hear from you. Other places to listen to our podcast: Apple, Scornorth.com, or the Scornorth app. And uh, cram session today was powered by Josh Arnold Investments, which you're going to hear more about here in just a second. But Scornorth.com and the Scornorth app. For updated and breaking Vikings free agency news tomorrow, 
Teams can officially sign players. Anthony Harris might get traded. So we'll keep you posted, all right? This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 